Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in as always. Sure do appreciate y'all giving me a little bit of your time, joining me for a few minutes, hopefully it makes your day pass better. And Lord, thank you for a little bit of time to record the podcast and for those that listen and those that share it, guide them through their days, give them peace, draw them close to you. And give me the words you want me to say, Lord, whatever they are. Hadn't gone for a walk in a while, going for little walk down the road today. I have two puppy dogs so far. Fall has decided to stick around for more than one day, which is beyond awesome in my book. We are, uh, I have corrupted for sure my family. We had pumpkin pie and roasted pumpkin seeds and eggnog lattes and yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, and a fire in the fireplace, wood stove actually. But uh, pretty good day. Way to end the day. Yesterday, I think that's about it. All right, so we'll get going. We are. I hadn't really planned on it. But we're going to go back to James Kent and walk through just a little bit. And this kind of goes in line with uh, so often today, and this is true for really the last 80 years, folks, almost. We've been told that Christ has no place in our law no place in our constitution, no place in our public institutions or policy. And yet that's a, that's a completely modern over the last century, 80 years phenomenon. Uh, It's not true at all. So when people say that, even if you're not that type A personality to really get in there and argue, which I can appreciate, understand, I'm not necessarily either, that you know in your heart that, that that is just patently false based on the information that hopefully that you're getting here and that you're backing up with more on your own and that you're teaching to your children and grandchildren. I know I have some homeschoolers that listen, so uh, I'm very grateful for that. Uh, that's a big deal to me because our, our children, folks, is, I mean, that's where we're going to turn the tide. For sure, with a fighter, without it. You know, and the left has done such a good job of, call it what you want, brainwashing is probably the best term, you know, because it's it's a lie. Re- the revisionist history, you know, we spent a week recently on Columbus. Uh, just patently false ideas about Columbus pushed to our children. And this idea that Indigenous Peoples Day 
right? Like the natives were peaceful and innocent and hated Columbus. When you really look at him, the, the one tribe that was peaceful where he first landed, they, they wanted his help to fight off this other just evil tribe that would actually capture their women, rape their women, have the babies, and then eat the babies. And I know that's distasteful, folks, but that's the kind of thing. We don't know this history anymore. And so when somebody comes out and says, oh, man, nah, you, you, that's, this is all wrong. We've got to know what really is true. And so this is a good example. James Kent, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of New York, head of the Court of Chancery for nine years, premier jurist in the development of legal practice in the United States, authored commentaries on American law. Uh, we went over a little bit from the case of the People versus Ruggles in 1811. He gave the court the opinion of the court uh, where this gentleman had said, well, his quote was, Jesus Christ was a bastard and his mother must be a whore and uh, was fined and imprisoned for a little while because of blaspheming. And so we're going to read a little bit more here about this. Such words uttered with such a disposition were an offense at common law. In Taylor's case, the defendant was convicted upon information of speaking similar words, and the court said that Christianity was partial of the law, and to cast contumulous, I didn't say that right, sorry, reproaches upon it tended to weaken the foundation of moral obligation and the efficacy of oaths. We've heard this before, folks. Uh, Justice Joseph's story made the comment that one of the great facts about our judicial system was that it was based in common law and that Christianity was the basis for common law. And so here again, James Kent talks about the fact that uh, Christianity is part of the law. And to attack it was to weaken the moral, the foundation of moral obligation and the, the, the effect of oaths. And this goes hand in hand, too, with what we've read uh, from countless people, presidents, Benjamin Rush, a number of others, the fact that if you attack Christianity, signers of the Declaration, a couple there, that you're undermining the very foundations of our country, which is exactly what we see today and have seen for decades with the left. When you attack the principles of Jesus Christ upon which the country are founded, right? And that, that's wholly different, folks. That's not forcing someone to be Christian. That's just saying, well, you, you can't come and attack it. You can't attack the very underpinnings of our republic. Because all this greatness that we have in America comes from those principles. And, and if we don't remember that and honor that, then we're going to destroy ourselves, which is exactly what we're doing today. And in the case of Rex versus Woolston, on a light conviction, the court said that whatever strikes at the root of Christianity tends manifestly to the dissolution of civil government. The authorities show that blasphemy against God and profane ridicule of Christ or the Holy Scriptures, which are equally treated as blasphemy, are offenses punishable at common law, whether uttered by words or writings. 
because it tends to corrupt the morals of the people and to destroy good order. You can't have good order and discipline, folks, without morals. Uh, we see that in the military. We've seen it coming for decades when we started to pretend that men and women were the same. Uh, and then you let in pornography, and then you let in adultery, uh, or you don't really punish them. Then you let in LGBTQ, and then you, you know, right now we're standing for abortion and transgender while our enemies are growing stronger. And our military, folks, is just, you have to have strong moral underpinnings there. Uh, does that mean that all of those people in the military are have the most uh, scrupulous well, that's not the word, but anyway, that they're the most moral people? No, but you have to have the standard and you have to hold men accountable to that standard. It's just the way it has to go and it hasn't been. And so what he's saying here is, again, you strike at Christianity, you're striking at civil government. You're When you ridicule Christ or the Bible, you are weakening the morals of the people and destroying good order. And this is, again, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court in New York, James Kemp. So, uh, just again and again here, folks, and this is just one of, I don't even know, couldn't count them, examples, where the idea that we didn't have Jesus Christ at the center of our law, common law, uh, that his teachings weren't at the heart of our Bill of Rights and Constitution, and, and they're explicitly talked about in the Declaration. It's just all patently false. Uh, go back, I, you know, just every once in a while I have to throw this in. We'll go back to Fisher Ames again at some point and do a podcast just about him. But the guy that gave the final wording of the First Amendment freedom of religion knew, stated openly, that the Bible had to be the principal textbook in public education. Benjamin Rush, the father of public education, same thing. So, such offenses have always been considered independent of any religious establishment or the rights of the church. They are treated as affecting the essential interests of civil society. Huge, huge, huge point there, folks. And this is what I'm talking about so often. I do a poor job of saying it, but you don't have to be Christian in order to be American. You want to be Muslim, you want to be atheist, Buddhist, Hindu, fine. Our founders knew you had to give man the right to choose how to worship God in what order. But when it comes to our countries, institutions, laws, policy, both foreign and domestic, we're founded on the principles of Jesus Christ. And so if you want to come here, just as a side note, like it should be with the English language, if you want to come here, then you have to adapt to those principles. Follow those principles. Agree to strengthen those principles. And, and if you don't, then you shouldn't be here. There's all these other places across the world that don't do that. And you can pick any one of them. But if you come for the, the greatness that America has achieved, it's achieved it because of following the principles of Christ. And, and that doesn't do anything like, like Justice Kent here is talking about. That's not saying you're not trying to establish a ch state church, right? You're, you're, this is, you're, you're preventing via the law attacking Christ and the Bible because it undermines civil government. Because that's the basis. Christianity is the basis for common law and civil government. 
And so the idea that this would be violating anyone's First Amendment rights is just simply not true. We stand equally in need, now as formerly, of all the moral discipline and of those principles of virtue which help to bind society together. The people of this state, in common with the people of this country, profess the general doctrines of Christianity as the rule of their faith and practice. And to scandalize the author of these doctrines is not only impious, but is a gross violation of decency and good order. <laughs> I mean, Lord knows we need that, folks. We, we need virtue. Uh, I think John Adams was the one that made the quote, if we can't find virtue in more abundance than we have it now, then we can trade out our governments and our leaders any way we want, but we're just going to be trading one tyranny for the next. I'm paraphrasing probably poorly, but that's the gist. And so Justice Kent here is saying, you know, the people here, we're Christians. This is a Christian nation. This is the general faith, discipline, practice of the people of the United States and of the citizens of New York at that time. Right? And you say, well, we don't have that today. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's the point. We don't have that today. We don't have it today by people that admit that they don't follow Christ and by people that claim to follow Christ. Our priorities are not to follow the principles of Christ. Therefore, directly from one cause to effect, our country's crumpling. We don't focus on God each day. We don't focus on our spouse each day, loving them, respecting them, whatever our role is as a husband or a wife. And so our children crater, our marriages crater, our communities, our schools, our states, and our country. Because we're not doing exactly what Justice Kent said here. And so to attack Christianity should be an offense punishable by the state. It was. This is the founding. This is where our rights come from. This is not radical. It's radical not to do that. It doesn't have anything to do with forcing you to have a faith. You don't have to have faith in Jesus Christ. I would personally, I always feel like I need to say this, I would suggest it highly because it, it has to do with your eternal life, which is going to be you know, infinitely longer than this life here on earth. But our founders knew you couldn't force people to that. And that's not what this is about. That's why Justice Kent made that argument. It's a completely separate issue. You're not forcing anybody to have faith in Jesus Christ here. You're acknowledging the fact that the republic was built on Christ. And if you're going to attack it, it's worse than going in even and attacking our military. Our military knows that. That's, that's part of our job is to defend our country. And so, you know, you attack the military and they fight back. It's kind of the same, I guess. But if you're attacking the moral underpinnings, the very foundation of society, th there should be a punishment for that. Nothing could be more injurious to the tender morals of the young than declare such profanity lawful. <laughs> so, good Lord. We, we may spend, folks, because this, this goes on for quite a bit. Uh, and I think, as good as it is, we may stick with this for a little while. 
So he's laying out here again, nothing could be more injurious than to teach our children to attack Christianity. And yeah, that is exactly what we've done for the last 80 years. Exactly. We have, you can't talk about Christianity in school. You can't talk about Christianity in our public institutions. You can't have Jesus Christ have anything to do with our law, our foreign and domestic policy. It strikes me, I can't help but mention this because I read it recently, the the quote from Reagan, I think his second inaugural address, and Reagan was just almost unarguably the best modern president we've had, by far. Nobody even comes close. And yet still, Reagan, when talking about taking God out of the schools, and he said temporarily, but I, I can't help but think that we haven't, we, I just, we've missed the boat for the last 60 years, 80 years. Separation of church and state should never have been allowed to be passed. And there should have been states that stood up and just said, you know what? No, you're wrong. That goes completely counter, just like with abortion. I mean, how much simpler do you have to get when life is the first unalienable right from God listed in our declaration? I mean, what further, there is no further discussion. You're taking away the very first right that's promised in our declaration. No, Roe v. Wade, sorry. Uh-uh, good luck with that. You can go sell that somewhere overseas if you want. The, the idea, the people that are undermining and attacking America and not following the law and destroying good order and discipline are the ones that are attacking the principles of Jesus Christ, that are destroying the lives of babies by the millions. That's what's radical. That's what's illegal. That's what goes against every single fiber of our heritage and our history. (laughs) And then we're going to teach our kids that. Nothing could be more injurious to the tender morals of the young than to declare such profanity lawful, than to say, hey, you know what? You want to attack Jesus Christ? That's okay. Now the kids see that, hear that. That's okay. No big deal. Don't worry about it. And do you think, do you really think that the left hasn't known this for the last 80 years, century? Because we talked about it. They did. Dewey did. Talked about it with education. Talked about it with Stalinist schools. And do you really think, you look around, and I'm not going to give you an answer for this, folks. Let me back up here. You need to look around at your neighbors, at your friends, at your family, the people you know really well, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, children, parents, grandparents. They continue to do one of three things, and the third is the worst of all. They continue either, one, to support the left and vote for the left, too. You know, support with money and time and effort. Vote for the left, too. Or three, and this hits a lot of people that claim to be conservative, claim to be Christian, are indifferent to the just grossly evil values of the godless left. So the the question here is, do they really not know what they're doing? Are they grossly, grossly ignorant? 
of our history and heritage and just the facts of life. Because a lot of this stuff, folks, uh, like feminism, for example, it doesn't take much to see how bad that is, how destructive that is. You, you just look around, right? So are they truly grossly ignorant or are they malevolent? And that's, that's a question that we, it's a hard question. It's a question nobody wants to talk about because it's so uncomfortable. But we're getting there, folks. We're headed to the point where you can't ignore the question anymore. I feel like I've been trying to end with this. kind of just happened over the last few podcasts. So all of this is fixable, folks. All of this can turn around if we just turn back to God individually and in our public lives as a country. doesn't mean it'll be easy. It doesn't even mean it will be successful. But the only way it can be is to turn back to God and Jesus Christ. That's it. That's the only way. And either way, if we turn back to him, repent of our sins individually and as a nation, as we many presidents have called for, and we're going to talk about next month with Thanksgiving at hand, that then we've got hope at least. We've got hope and we can trust him to do what he knows is best. Right now, Right now, we're trying to depend on ourselves, and it's just a total cluster to still a phrase from the Marine Corps. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Working on something I hope that y'all will enjoy coming up. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me and sharing the podcast. We'll talk to y'all real soon.